Music starts in the mind and the heart continues in time forever as art and recording can either be tough and annoying or something that's clearly more lush and rewarding. It's gotta be better than just good or great. It needs to hit hard like Bay Ruth at the plate. From rock, hip hop, and dance music to blues or pop, hard bop, and swing music, you choose. As a working musician, I can truly relate. So let's rap about your project and schedule a date. My name is Matt Williams, producer at The Eagle Room. I'm grateful to have helped so many artists create their music in this wonderful space, where together we have the talent and tools to bring ideas into reality. The Eagle Room is an efficient, full production recording studio with in-house mixing and mastering, high-quality equipment, and award-winning attention to detail. Visit TheEagleRoom.com to find out more. Welcome to another edition of the Asheville Sound. I am your host, John Lauderer. Today we are joined by Andy Page and Zach Page, the Page Brothers. And I am here on the line with the legendary Page Brothers. What's up, guys? What's up, John? John. So this is Zach Page and Andy Page in no particular order. The the Wonder Twins of of jazz in the uh, area, among other styles. Uh, but we're going to be talking about a lot of different styles here tonight. Uh, so if y'all in the jazz scene know anything, you know my man Zach is all over the place. He's the guy. If it's, it's a gig, he's on it. And if you know my man Andy, he's the guitar guru up at Appalachian State, head of the guitar studies up there, and uh, holding down the boom scene um guys yeah, john quick quick correction what's that not the head of the guitar studies just part of the guitar studies uh see Dr. i i, I assume i assume by now you'd be the man no i got another 30 years gotcha that's how long it takes by the time you retire you'll make it yeah hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you've been there quite a while how long have you how long have you been at that um about 20 years total dang man yeah. Have they given you your ring oh. yet? No, no. Uh, they, actually, they actually took away some rings. No, no, I got a good amount of work, and I'm happy with what I have there, so it works out well. Awesome. I'm glad uh, glad you're gainfully employed at the moment. And, uh, yes, sir. And Zach, how you hanging, man? It's uh, It's been a while since you've been able to play. Yeah, I don't think I know how anymore. <laughs> I've, uh, I've actually been doing a lot of recording lately. Oh, good. But, uh, but no gigs, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Cool. What have you been doing in the studio? Uh, well, this week I was working at um, Landslide, Landslide Studios in North Asheville mm-hmm. um, with a, uh, a flautist, actually. does kind of like Jethro Tull-type rock. Okay. And... Um, and then today was at um, Sound Temple, um, doing a project for uh, Mana Food Bank, a benefit for that. Oh, good for you. It's cool. It's fun. So how's it work, man? I mean, I know you're connected in the scene, but are you connected with studios? Like, are you any studios? Like, are you the session bass player that, that comes with the studio, or you just uh, you're just tight with all the, the songwriters? Um, there's a couple that you know they they all have a bunch of bass players, obviously that they use. Um, yeah. There's uh, a couple people that, that call me a lot for stuff. 
to be um, landslide in uh, Seclusion Hill mm-hmm. in East Asheville. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sometimes it's uh, you know they, they find a, a group of guys that works to get well together. They'll they'll keep keep hiring that them. Yeah, that's a gals. Awesome. Well, I know how versatile you are, so I'm sure you're plenty busy. Um, well, sure, yeah, got a got a hustle. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I had a. I had, a, I had a desk job, a cubicle job for a long time, and I don't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't blame you. That can steal your soul pretty quick. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll come out on the other end of this one. Uh, and, Andy, what have you been doing with your time? Uh, so I guess the school year ended rather chaotically for you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was um, transitioning to online teaching, which is not my favorite, but mm-hmm. um, you got to do what you got to do. And that just wrapped up just a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, I did perform on this this uh, live stream that was called Music While We're on the Inside. Mm-hmm. And it was originally meant for um, people that were imprisoned. It was a program for them to listen to music. Oh. And, yeah, well, we're all in prison now, right? Yeah, it's for all of us. But it, it was a national broadcast, and I just did that um, a couple nights ago with, with Todd Wright, and that was a lot of fun. We were playing remotely um, through Zoom, and it, actually the sound was pretty good. And uh, there was some pretty famous people on there, along with us. Bernard Harper, the great drummer, and Freddie Bryant, who comes to Asheville a lot, um, amazing guitar player. So it was it was pretty fun. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Was that on video as well? Yeah. Okay. It was, uh, yep. Cool. Was about 100 people tuned into it, so it was pretty fun. All right. And I'm sure it'll go viral, if we can still say that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you saw, I did a little, uh, something for, uh, the stay home movement with Matt Williams, um, last month that went sem- yeah. semi-viral, got about 50,000 hits. So that was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was cool. Yeah. That, um, we have a friend who's a 311, uh, addict out yeah. in, uh, California and she, she loved it. Awesome. Yeah, um, Matt was really uh, fortunate to get Mono Neon on there, John Scales. That was cool. Uh, yeah, that's, but that was a thrill, man. He's, yeah, that's a pretty huge score. He's in, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, he's a heavy hitter, no doubt. Uh, I just saw the thing he just did with John Modeski, which was pretty awesome as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I forget See, it's called Modeski Neon or something like that. Oh, wow. What's that? It's funny when you, when, when you show... When you show people um, mono neon videos of mono neon or audio for the first time, yeah, <laughs> my uh, brother-in-law had never heard of him, and I, I just pulled up some of the videos where he's playing along with the dialogue, and yeah, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that is brilliant. I, I, I don't know what is, is he notating that, or is he just going off memory? It's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's he's next level. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but he's down for whatever. He did our dumb little video, and it was cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, um, let's get a little bit into the, the history of the Page Brothers, which is, I think, a really interesting history. Uh, so you guys are originally, is it Jersey? Is that right? Uh, Virginia. Oh, Virginia. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, like no, okay. Northern Virginia, I guess? Yeah, we, we were born right outside of D.C. Um, okay. Just lived there for a very short period and then moved to Jersey. Okay. Um, all the way through elementary just to give you the, the brief history. And then <laughs> we moved to Cincinnati for um, middle school, basically. And then that's where we started playing guitar and bass. And uh, it was right around seventh grade, mm-hmm. sixth, seventh grade. So around that time, how did uh, you guys gravitate? I mean, Zach, were you always the bass guy or how'd that work? Um, well, it was, 
Christmas. And, um, up to Santa Claus, basically. Santa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dad um, was a big fan of uh, bass players, and he said, you know, we, we both had played piano and, and some guitar before that, but he's like, you got to have a bass player. Everybody needs a bass player. So I got a bass, and Andy got a guitar. <laughs> so on necessity, a, you're the bass player. Yeah, straight out of the JCPenney catalog. <laughs> but, uh, yep. Nice. And Was that Silvertown, yeah, or what, uh, what brand was that, do you know? Harmony. Harmony. Harmony, actually. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. White Flying V. Oh. Um, the the base. Yeah, I got it within about five feet of where I'm sitting right now. Oh, right. I'm kind of a pack rat, but. Nice. <laughs> um, but that was the beginning of the uh, music making in as far as rock and metal goes. Okay. So this is probably, this is in the 80s, right? Late 80s? When you guys, when did you start playing? Yeah, 87. Okay. Okay. So we're right talking uh, the, the height of the glam metal movement. Uh, yeah. yeah. So well, yeah, yeah, we hated that stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I hear you, but it was everywhere. So what? Yeah. What were you into at that time? Uh, well, we had a um, we had we have an older brother um, and some of his friends that were his age that kind of turned us on to Sabbath. Okay. And Judas Priest, Ozzy, mm-hmm. um, and of course Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so. That was right around when Metallica started coming out, you mm-hmm. know, to the mainstream, really. And so we, we went from straight from the metal stuff to thrash. And so that's kind of what we were really, really into at that point. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking, uh, what what brand of thrash? Uh, speed metal, you know, All like right. Slayer, Anthrax. Uh, you know, started, started with, like, the guys that lived down the street, they had, you know, they had, like, the first Metallica album when it came out. Uh-huh. Like the week the week it came out, there were those those kind of guys, and uh, so uh, yeah, I guess it went from Metallica to Anthrax, Slayer, heavier stuff. Right, gotcha. Um, and it's amazing all those bands that you mentioned are still together, except for Slayer. But man, they went the distance, uh, and oh, yeah. it's that's really crazy yeah. for you know because you guys know how much intensity it takes to play that kind of music, you know, live for you know, yeah, like two hours straight drums. yeah especially yeah. the drummer and that's, that's the reason why the drummer in those bands always poops out first and they replace him because <laughs> man that stuff is not easy dude yeah i think uh dave lombardo was on an oxygen tank even when he was you know a younger man playing that stuff oh, man. right <laughs> yeah he's the king though as you know oh yeah did you guys hear he was voted best metal drummer last year no yeah i think it was like an all-time all-time thing he's voted the best Oh, no, maybe it was just rock in general. Like, no, it was metal. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, that, which is pretty surprising. You know, there's lots of great guys, but if you consider all he's done, you know, all the, yeah. all the facets of all the projects he's done, he's, he's, he is amazing. He's one of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I think is interesting is that, you know, those guys weren't actually that much older than we were mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, some of them were, like, still living at home. Yeah. Even when they had, you know gold albums out and all this stuff and right um but uh but yeah they seem kind of like you know gods to us at the time and yeah just live in mom's basement <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true uh and yeah. just barely making it living in vans but you know oh, yeah. to us they were amazing and uh and the mystique that was around the music back then you know and that's one oh, thing yeah. i loved right. about it because there was no you know of course the internet changed everything but all we knew what was on the liner sleeve and the pictures we saw on the album and maybe something, a blurb in a guitar magazine. That's, that's all we knew about these guys. Right. Yes. Yeah. So we could kind of, you yeah. know, idolize them and put them on a pedal. To death. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> since Zach and I, we kind of shared 
literally shared a room from age zero to 21 <laughs> pretty much and uh you know we listened to those those albums just so many times it's ridiculous you yeah. know i'm sure you did as well yeah and did you have their uh, posters and stuff all over the wall <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah yeah we, like every every yeah, square uh, inch covered to the wall yep every square <laughs> inch was um british men in black leather pants <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah. okay awesome yeah Hellbent for leather, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that stuff kills me. Um, yeah, the the British uh, metal Iron Maiden, uh, Judas Priest, like for some reason that never spoke to me. Like I I appreciate yeah. it, I think it's cool, but it just I don't know for some reason it didn't click. Um, yeah, all my metal tastes are strictly American except for Sepultura. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I mean, Meshuggah, of course, but you know, old school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Was all, I was all about it. Uh, and then we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to get a little bit into our favorite uh, old school metal albums with the Page Brothers here. <laughs> we probably have the same three, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think yeah. so, man. I bet there's some variation. You'll be surprised. I bet you guys have the same three. That's what you're yeah. saying. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, the, what year were you born? John, um, can I ask 76. That? <laughs> oh, youngest. Okay. You're, you're <laughs> that explains a lot. Right. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> Zach, you want to tell them what your your three are? Oh, you ready for the three? Give me, albums? give me the big three. Yeah, in no particular order. If you don't really want to. Okay, they're probably like Andy said, the exact same ones. <laughs> but it's uh, uh, Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast. Mm-hmm. That was uh, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Slayer, Rain and Blood. Rain and Blood. Uh huh. Double check. Uh-huh. And then this, this wild card is going to be. I'm going to go with Master of Puppets, Metallica. Okay. Okay. What do you got, Andy? Ah, that's yeah, that's good. Um, I'm. I love that album. I, I like Rod the Lightning. You know, equally well. Okay. Uh, as well, but you know, I was thinking we got to have a Sabbath album in there. Yeah. 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 I guess it's a blasphemy. So, <laughs> the first one that we had, I believe, was um, Paranoid. Uh-huh. On, on vinyl that my dad had brought home from uh-huh. a co-worker uh-huh. and, uh, and then we got the first one and then maybe Master Reality and then Sabbath Bloody Sabbath would probably be the in the top three for me for sure yeah yeah, yeah. Sabbath Bloody Sabbath okay yeah remind me uh, what number was that album for them was uh, which one, which second uh, right? second or gosh. third I don't know it, wasn't it? It, was, it was at least fourth fourth okay um, gotcha yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, because there's a more polished kind of chorus-driven distortion he has on that album. I guess that that tells the time period, pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, what would yours be? I figured you guys would line up. Um, so mine are totally different, and of course they're later, a little, a little later. Um, and I thought about it for a long time because I got so many favorite like metal and hardcore albums, and I was thinking from like just pre-2000. You know, that's my idea of classic nowadays. Um, so, uh, in no particular order, uh, the best I could come up with is uh, Pantera's uh, Cowboys from Hell. Uh, because that was pivotal for me as far as, like, my um, discovery of thrash metal. Um, and also, I saw them live on uh, right when that tour came, album came out, touring with um, Skid Row here at the Civic Center. Oh, nice. And That's um, cool. 92, I want to say. And uh, at that point, I decided I'm not going to cut my hair again. 
And that that's when I started going, you know, long hair, headbanger. Um, yeah. And I know you guys, I've seen the pictures of you guys and your, your lusty locks. <laughs> uh, what got, go back. Did you guys like at the same time just decide we're just going to go full on headbanger? Uh, yeah. There was a period of over a decade that I know I, I didn't get my hair cut. I don't think Zach did either. Oh, 10 years. Wow. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't in the best shape, but that, that doesn't matter, of course. <laughs> of course. But uh, yeah, we. I mean, we're, yeah, lifelong metalheads. Okay. Uh, yeah, our, our high school was like uh, the battle of the bands would be five metal bands. Mm-hmm. And look, looking through our yearbook is hilarious because you know, granted, it was New Jersey and the, right. the hair metal thing was huge, but there were more people into the heavier stuff than the hair metal. Uh huh. Um. So. And do they wear do they, they wear their metal shirts to picture day? For the yearbook, <laughs> some, some of them did. <laughs> nice. Did you? Yeah. Not for not for picture day, okay. but uh, definitely had the same jacket on every day for um, <laughs> most Bla- of high school. Black leather with patches, studs. Denim, denim leather with with the patch patches on it. Denim. Okay, yeah. So that's more of the uh, the kind of old school English metal style. Yeah, I was talking. To, I was talking to my daughter about this because um, they were talking about clicks in schools. You know, click the right jocks and the preps and there's a group at our school called the dirties and uh i, I think uh andy and i were we're in the dirties <laughs> burnouts <laughs> gotcha andy you're back yeah we lost you that. okay that's all right we kept it rolling yeah there's a blizzard going on doing right now so. oh a blizzard yeah there's ice it's ice storm and really trees down no i'm kidding uh, hey um, i would totally believe that <laughs> Yeah, it's Boone, man. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Is, is reception spotty at your house? I don't know what happened there. Okay. But it, we're back. It might be me. I'm, you know, I'm in the basement, so not the best reception. But uh, Zach and I were just talking about. Uh, you called yourself the Dirties. Was this like? Oh, yeah. Is this a little gang you had? It was more more a classification. <laughs> yeah, you had the jocks, the preps. 30s. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. See, at my cool. school, that was the skaters. I guess the skaters and the dirties are all the same. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the skaters were also the metalheads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It all kind of you know same same click. Oh yeah. Yeah. So in your high school, did you have like each click had their own bench and then the common area kind of thing? And everybody. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty mixed in, believe it or not. Okay. Yeah, we had our um, territory. Yeah, each bench pretty, was a different click. Everybody pretty much got along. Good. Uh, I would say, except the jocks were kind of, <laughs> they would, yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, some, you know, typical high school stuff, but, but really, you know, it was, it was a really good class, huge high school, and uh, just a lot of, uh, you know, lifelong friends. We don't have anything in common with them anymore, but um, <laughs> besides metal, but uh, other than that, you know, it was, it was good times. All right. Uh, so you're okay with high school? You don't you don't hate it? You don't have nightmares about it or anything? No, we had a we had a really good time. I think I don't huh. speak for Andy, but uh, you know there was a uh, there was a lot of places for young musicians to play, not not just at school, but like in clubs and uh, all these clubs would have seven bands, and everybody get twenty minutes or something. And they'd set up all the gear, and the, the last band will put their gear down, and everyone else would set up their gear up in front of it. Oh my God! So um, seven was, bands. There were, <laughs> There's yeah, a lot of layers. Yeah, and uh, you have you'd sell the tickets for like eleven dollars, and you get one dollar for every ticket you sold from the club. Oh Lord! But, uh, but yeah, it was fun because you know because 
is the metalheads were all over New Jersey, and yeah, you could go to a di- the next town over, and it'd be a completely different crowd. Yeah, cool. Right. Were there many venues? Time. Were there many venues for kids to play there? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then some, sometimes some like Elk Lodge type places would host these hardcore shows. And, really? <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and the, the, like the Battle of the Bands at our high school, there would be like 2,000 people there. I mean, it wasn't like a, it was, yeah, it was, it was like the event of the year. Yeah. Bigger than the, uh, you know, the any of the sporting events and the prom and all that stuff, you know, it was huge. Right. Yeah, um, John, before I forget, I went, um, I've been listening to your other podcasts, and, yeah, uh, yeah. which have been been a lot of fun. Oh, thanks to get to know some of these people. Yeah, and uh, just the uh, thing I didn't want to forget was um, some some local musicians here in Asheville um, also went to the same high school as us in New Jersey, and uh, oh yeah, one of them is our yeah our buddy Dave Dribben. Oh, to, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So <laughs> when he was talking about that Devil's Cabaret show, that was the talent show that was separate from the Battle of the Bands, but it was also a lot of fun. Wow. Um, I didn't know you and, guys were uh, in the same area. That's hilarious. Yeah, same high school. And also J.C. Mears, the drummer from uh, the Get Right Band, Yeah, uh, went to that high school. No, I really. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Danny Federici from the E Street Band, who I think is no longer with us, but he went to that high school. Oh, yeah. Your okay. buddy um, from, uh, from Ween, Claude. Yeah. Um, you know, Ween was like 20 minutes away from us, 20 or 30 minutes away. Oh, New, New Hope. Yeah, New Hope, New Hope was yeah. a really cool place to go hang out and um that was like 15 or 20 minutes from us oh yeah. how about that uh, okay yeah, if i'm not mistaken we um we played as a battle of bands this high school band we had and um and live was on the same bill oh yeah and yeah it became multi-platinum artists so that was right before they hit <laughs> yeah that was it that was at the new hope uh, bucks county pennsylvania oh um, i didn't know they were from band. there okay they're from york pennsylvania yeah which is pretty close by Okay. Yeah, they were yeah. huge there for a while there in the late 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't stop them. Nope. Live. I remember they had that crazy video for I Alone. Uh, <laughs> Slow motion. Yeah. The drummer just like, I don't know, losing his mind. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, Pantera, what were your... Uh, okay. Talk, yeah, coming, coming back around, big circle. Back around. Uh, so, yeah, Cowboys from Hell, y'all. If you haven't heard it, rock it. Uh, by the way, yeah. Vinnie Paul, oh my God. And yo, Dimebag, I want to ask you guys yeah. before we move on, you know, it's a big question. Best metal guitar player. What you got, Andy? Uh, uh, live, well, Randy Rhodes. Okay, that's yours? That's not, that's not like a question, but that was meant to be a statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I love Dimebag as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I kind of... No, uh, <laughs> kind of knew that Pantera was like kind of like a a poser metal band first, uh-huh. <laughs> and so like when they came out really heavy, you know, it was like okay, you know. Oh, their first few albums are atrocious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we we had, we were kind of already jaded, you know, <laughs> right. you know what at that point. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I, I still respect Dimebags, you know. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Soloist, yeah. but uh, I would say Randy Rhodes is, is my favorite. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah, what do you got, Zach? Uh, I'd probably go with Randy Rose as well. Okay. But um, um, I like Zach Wild a lot. Yep. Um, Man, sure did you see him more. come uh, to uh, Orange Peel? Was it with uh, Zach Sabbath like a year or two ago? 
I, I, no, I, 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 I slept on that. Oh, uh, man. I and lose. Yeah, that was great. So I was standing like, in I the s- back of that show, way back. And he has a tendency of walking out into the crowd and, you know, shredding, oh, yeah. shredding solos. Uh, uh-huh. and he, he doesn't use a wireless. So he has an army of uh, techs, you know, like holding the wires up above the crowd as he meanders through the crowd at his, you know, discretion. And he, <laughs> he went to the very back, right in front of me, right in front of me. Oh. And just hit one of his rock god poses and just, you know, blew my face off. It was amazing. Yeah. I'll never forget it, man. And that was so cool of him, man, to bring bring that shit to the back row. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, uh, we've seen him a bunch of times. But, um, I saw him in Chicago a couple years ago. And there was, like, it was the Chicago Open Air Fest. And there was, like, 70,000 people there. Mm. And he soloed on War Pigs for, like, half an hour. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't get old. It was like it was like listening to Sonny Rollins or something. He just kept kept going and kept getting better. Yeah, sheets of cool. sound in metal form. Yeah, it's just he just yeah. keeps keeps going and gets bigger and bigger and louder and louder. Yeah, Jeffrey Wyland is his real name. Oh, really? Yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Wyland. Yeah. <laughs> okay. His uh, you know, he named his son Sabbath. Oh, I didn't. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Sabbath Wild is a pretty cool name because it's really better than Pantera. Wow. <laughs> okay so, no, uh, so yeah what are the other bands yeah. yeah well i mean pantera i think i lucked out in not hearing those earlier albums you know because mm-hmm. yeah i went back and listened to them and they're so bad and that probably would have totally ruined you know bad, bad taste in my mouth so the first thing i heard was cowboys from hell which is badass out of the gate uh, and then the next one in no particular order is gore um yeah. scum dogs of the universe Oh yeah. In my opinion, was, it's one of the best shock rock records ever made. Uh oh, man. Dave Rocky, you know, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Killed yep. it. So so great. Uh yep. and that was that was when I mean, they were at a kind of a I think my favorite part of their whole evolution is cuz it was before they got like just gross, you know. <laughs> they put out a lot of albums after that that he, Dave Rocky was just trying to be gross as gross as he could possibly yeah. think. And this one was yeah, just more yeah. about it stuck to the alien theme, you know, which I thought yeah. was so cool. That's a classic album. The next one though was really, really awesome. Uh, America Must Be Destroyed. Yes. Um, but yeah, Zach and I, we, we were big Guar heads. Yeah. Um, and we probably, well, Zach's seen him a lot more than I have, but, but I, I've seen him at least 10 times. And it was, every time's a little bit different, you know, yeah. Dave Rocky, like you said. Yeah. So creative, always, you know, changing the lyrics, doing funny stuff. Right. Yeah, totally over the top, but... Yeah. Did you ever get to see... We saw him on... I'm sorry, go ahead. ahead. Uh, we saw him on the Scumdogs tour. Oh, wow. Um, they had a uh, they had a school bus is what they were tra- traveling in. Really? Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, we, we had never heard him, really. And uh-huh. uh, we just went based on the recommendation, and it was one of the best concerts we'd ever been to. Yeah. And you probably... <laughs> but, did, you, did you come out covered in blood? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad, or we, I guess, I don't know if my dad drove us, or we, we came home, and he said, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, if you do it right, you, you come out completely yeah. just soaking. Yeah, we were actually at the, this was much later in college when uh, the movie Empire Records was yep. filmed. Yeah. Um, the scene with Guar, that's at the Mad Monk, and Zach and I were at that show. Too. At Wilmington, I didn't know that, okay. Yeah. Is that a Screen Gems movie, I guess, a film there? Yep. How about uh, that? Yeah, I, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely filmed right on um, Front Street. 
Oh, yep. I, I didn't the know mother. that. Yeah, yeah. Liv Tyler and Renee Zellweger and I don't know who else was. I can't remember the other okay. actors' names. But. Yeah. Well, yeah, so our listeners know that's another commonality we share is our UNC Wilmington uh, yep. alumni ship. Uh, so you yeah. guys were there before I was because it was my second degree and I'm a little younger. Uh, but I was there from mm, 2001 to two, 2004, I believe. And okay. That, that was my music ed degree. Uh, and I guess we, you had taken, you know, the classes in that same burnout old building, whatever, Keenan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. four rooms. Multi-million dollar place now. Yeah. That was right after I left that happened. I was like, man, uh, come on. I went back there and gave a recital, alumni recital, and it was just the performance hall was perfect, and you know a million practice oh, yeah. rooms. There was two practice rooms for percussionists when I was there. So yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come come along. We were, um, we were in ninety. Well, we graduated in ninety five, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, we were ninety one and ninety five. Yeah, we moved to North Carolina in ninety one, and um, you know that was it was a great place for us because. We didn't know squat, hmm. and uh, it was a lot. It's really kind of one-on-one, uh, really small classes, and we benefited from that a lot, I would say. And that's when we started playing jazz a little bit. Well, yeah, definitely um, more seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the guitar teacher there at the time? Rob Nathanson. Okay, yeah, he's 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 a lifer yeah. then. He's been there forever. Yeah, yeah. I majored in both of us were music performance. Yeah. Uh, classical. Yeah. And uh, but then Bobby Russell, uh, amazing guitar player, he mm-hmm. he came right towards the end of when we were um, in school there. So I took like two semesters from him, and then I had to focus on my um, classical stuff. But I wish I wish I would have kept taking lessons. But and did he yeah, spark he your interest in jazz? Well, we were already playing, but yeah. uh, you know, just sort of on a fielded novice fielded. level, in, right? In a way, but uh, but yeah, he definitely upped the ante for sure. Yeah, he was a great guy and a hell of a player. I was the yeah. drummer in his wire choir guitar band uh, for a while. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And he's he's so um, humble, uh, and then yeah. he'll turn around and just shred. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right. He can play all sorts of different styles too. Yep. He's one of those guys. And uh, was uh, Bongiorno the head of the uh, department when you were there? He wasn't. Wait, was he? Uh, I don't think no, he, was he, was he was definitely the head of the jazz department. Okay, he was the um, head of the whole school when I was there. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember the no, no, it was the Joe Hickman was the chair of the. He like oh, he was. Okay. Guy. When I was there, he yeah. was a uh, composition and conducting teacher. So I guess he stepped okay. down. Yeah. Stepped down. Yeah. Yeah, but Bongiorno had a big part in, in getting us interested in jazz because um, you know he was obviously trying to recruit more players to the school and uh, yeah, he uh, you know he. We, we did some really cool things with, with, with uh, when he was the director. Mm-hmm. It was it was a good good learning experience. Cause... Yeah, I was lucky enough to be in his big band for a while, and I had a, had a good time with that. He's a yeah, we yeah. Re- really great director. I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. And he actually lined up a um, a trip to Montreux, Switzerland. Wow! And for our for our our combo, so yeah. Like our UNCW septet, uh, we played at the Montreux Jazz Festival. Wow. Yeah, that was awesome. That's, that's awesome. A, that's a great gig for a bunch of you know, 20-year-olds, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm trying to remember who the headliners were. That um, David Bowie had designed the this, this shirt. Oh, but, really? Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the Montreux yeah, Jazz Fest is interesting. It's not just jazz, is it? It's no. lots of things. 
Yeah. yeah. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got to meet um, Tony Bennett and Ice-T within like, <laughs> like 20 feet of one another. I don't think anyone's ever said those names together before. That's, that's the first but, uh, time. It was either Guru Jasmataz or Ice-T was sitting on the corner, on the, on the um, curb, crying. <laughs> what? And, yeah, it was something, some, you know, it was like something bad, obviously. Somebody died or something, but it was, it was kind of... That's weird. No, I don't think it was that. I think he just... I don't think the performance went as well as he wanted to. I don't think, <laughs> yeah, that's what You couldn't but, take uh, it anymore. Yeah for, that, yeah, for that show, it was, um, yeah, Reuben Wilson, this famous organist, and uh, Kenny Garrett on saxophone, and I think Bernard Purdy was playing drums, yeah, wasn't he? Bernard Purdy was playing the drums, Ooh. but it was along to a loop. He was oh. playing to a loop. Really? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they would start a track, and then he would, he would come in, and there was a lot of technical difficulties. <laughs> really? <laughs> it started over? Was it was this back in the days of DAT? <laughs> DAT? Yeah. For the kids, yeah. That's a that's an old one. That's an old one. <laughs> that's right after eight tracks. Yeah. So, so um yeah. So getting back around to my third one. Um yeah. I think it would have to be and this one might be uh so deep that maybe you've never heard it. Um do you guys ever hear of the band Vengeance Rising? <laughs> Do you know him? No. Andy Pratt I don't does. know. Uh-oh, no, I no. stumped the page, brothers. Hey. Oh, All right. Cool. Good. I feel bad. Where, where's it from? <laughs> so you're going to roll your eyes. I can hear him rolling through the, through the phone. But it's a Christian metal band. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know. But it's, <laughs> dude, when you guys listen to this, you'll have no idea. It's, it's brutal. And and man, some of the catchiest, hookiest riffs. Oh, I love this album so much. It's called Once Dead. It's their second album. Okay. Where, it, where did you say they were from? Um, where are they from? They're West Coast, They're from Los Angeles. somewhere California. Oh, okay. Yeah. From Los Angeles. Yeah. Well. So apparently, out there, they were part of a whole scene of you know, uh, metal, Christ, Christian metal. Um, and they didn't really have any peers though, as far as like what they do. I mean, you've probably heard the awful band Striper, you know, which is. Yeah. yeah, that's not what this is at all. Um, I'm gonna check them out. Yeah, they're they're, out. they're influences. Uh, it's kind of hard to say what they would be. Um, I mean, probably Metallica, Slayer, you know, musically. Uh, but uh, the singer, and you, if you listen to his lyrics, sometimes you can understand them. I mean, a lot of what he's saying is scripture, which is kind of badass. Wow. Uh, and he's he's picking the more kind of brutal Old Testament you know, murder Bible stuff. <laughs> there's yeah. there's yeah. lots of murder going down in the Old Testament. So, oh, yeah. yeah, so he's like taking that and running with it, which actually works to great effect. And um, Yeah, I've got to check him out. Yeah, yeah. Vengeance yeah. Rising, Once Dead. Yeah, look Once it up, it's on dead, Spotify. Right. And I want to get your feedback on that too uh, when you listen to it, so let me know. Because okay. uh, you guys are the authority, as far as I know, <laughs> on metal. Apparently <laughs> not. Yeah, we're in Vengeance Rising. I wanted to throw a curveball at you. That's the best one I got. That's a good one. There's a uh, there's some real heavy duty metalheads in in Asheville. Um, yeah. One of whom I don't know if you know Scott Pruitt. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a police officer for the APD. Oh yeah. And he's Asheville native, I think I believe. Um, but he's seen Maiden like sixty times. Wow. And uh, he goes to all the metal shows. He was at Gojira. He was a. Oh, Gojira! Uh, Man, did you guys see them Orange Peel? Last time they were here? Yeah, I was, 
Yeah, I was standing right next to you. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't even remember what happened. It was yeah. just so amazing. And now I remember yeah, you were there. Yeah, but it just blew yeah, my me. mind. Clean off yeah, my yeah. face. Yeah. I saw him in Charlotte the night before. And then I guess the night after, Orange Field, played at Bonnaroo. Oh, that's right. They're on yeah. their way to Bonnaroo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I mean, I've you know, been to a fair amount of concerts. Not as many as you, John, but um, <laughs> been to a lot. And uh, my friend, Chris, Jones and I, um, we were at Gojira and we were like freaking out just because <laughs> we weren't necessarily that well versed in their music. Yeah. Um, but you know, just the first couple tunes we were totally blown away. Man, it's but, so tight, so tight. Yeah. And yeah. man, they they can play, dude. And the Duplanter brothers, man, they just have that thing, you know. And together, yeah. Yeah, and you guys know when brothers play together is like you know they got that symbiotic thing going on, man, and they got it. It's so awesome. And that's one of my favorite uh, metal drummers as far as, you know, kind of modern stuff is uh, is Mario. He just kills it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he does, yeah. That yeah. drum solo. That yeah. That company drum solo did was really cool. Yeah. You can tell he's a bit of a jazz head, too. He's got some jazz licks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and that, that leads me to another point. So we're going to talk about, I want to talk about you guys, your love for metal, your love for jazz, uh, which to a lot of people would seem like complete opposites of the music spectrum, but... To those who know better, you know, there's lots of similarities, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think Zach, yeah, how do you... Ride symbols patterns are very similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think, I, I'm not speaking for Zach, but the reason why I love metal so much and jazz is just because they're polar... I mean, because of the things they, they don't have in common, yeah. you Because, know? um, I mean, I love to play straight-ahead jazz, Um and you know when I'm driving around in my car and at home, I like to listen to metal just because it, just because it's it can be you know the, the polar opposite. Um, that's kind of what attracts me to it still. But I don't know about you, Zach. I, yeah, I mean I def- definitely what, what you just said, but also I think there's kind of a conviction that happens in both of them, in the in the better bands in both that um you know kind of kind of lays over the music regardless of what the genre is, but. The intention, I guess, is what, what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, I don't know, somebody like Jack Johnson makes me want to jump off the bridge or something. Because <laughs> um, it's great. I hear you bring your board with you if you jump off the bridge. And I understand he's a really nice guy and, and does a lot for charity and stuff. But just the music, and I'm not trying to single out Jack Johnson, <laughs> but, um, but it just doesn't seem like there's any conviction behind it. That genre as a whole, not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, yeah, don't worry, I won't go down a trash talking hole. But I, I, I know. I just think there's something with the intention and the conviction. Yeah. In, in both metal and jazz. But. I okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, as musicians know, there's a common language. I mean, music is twelve notes. It just depends on what you do with it, right? Uh, and right. you only have so many rhythms to play. You know, you can play it lightly, or you can you know bash the heck out of it, and it's just still the same thing. It's just you know variations. Uh, and, you know, I, I love both forms of music as well. You know, I'm not a jazz player per se. That's not really what I do, but I've studied it a lot. Sure you are. No, sure well, you are, man. Uh, about, about not really. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of like a groove guy, and I love to rock. Um, like, if I could be in any band at all throughout time, uh, and you're probably going to think I'm kind of crazy, but it'd be Helmet. Because well, I was gonna say that, yeah. John Stanier, boy, that John is the guy. Yeah. That's, I want to be him. Like, you know, he yep. he puts every fiber into his being, into his playing. And the first time I saw them, yep. they were opening up for uh, Primus, I want to say 95. 
And, uh, man, I've never seen anybody play that hard uh, at, at, at that point or since then. Like, yeah, every stroke was a full extension to the air and then back oh, down. It was just, like, destroyed. Yeah, we, we saw him in Wilmington. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. A couple we, times in Wilmington, I think, but it was so loud. It, it, I mean, it was great. Oh, they're so loud. Yeah, so powerful. Yeah. Jacob's run, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the drummer of Clutch is is really awesome too, man. Yeah, he's like a he's like a jazz guy though. If you think about it, he is very yeah, he, he very swing. Yeah, he, he just you know he's like a modern John Bonham in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I think he is pretty close to that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say if I had to say modern John Bonham, I'd say Danny Carey is closer because I mean he brings so much power and a lot of those Bonham inspired licks too. Uh, but I see what you're saying, clutch dude. Like he has that powerful swing that Bonzo yeah. can do too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's really yeah, hard to say. We, we love drummers. I mean, I, I wish I could play the drums, but I mean, I, it's probably my favorite instrument besides maybe the tenor saxophone. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a drum freak. I, I just love listening to good drummers. Yeah, I hear you. When it comes to metal, like that's the thing. Like I'm guitar, of course, too. But you know, uh, a metal band is only as good as their drummer. And yep. yeah, you know, say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, have you heard the drummer of Sepultura, the new guy? Uh, yeah, I saw, I think I was there with you, Andy, last time I saw Sepultura with Prong, right? In <laughs> Testament, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, it was good, it was all right. I mean, uh, Sepultura 2.0 is not my thing. I, I love the yeah. uh, the Cavalera boys, so the OG, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sepultura. I remember, Andy, you telling me you saw them way early. Was this like around a rise or something? Yeah, Zach was there. Um, yeah. yeah. It was, it was created for... New Titans on the Block. <laughs> and it was um, Sacred Reich, Napalm Death, Sick of It All, uh, Biohazard, yeah. the one that we went to. And, and then Sepultura came out at the end, and the, the Caballero brothers, like you said, they just, they, they just totally annihilated it. Yeah. Everybody was kind of dumbfounded by it. You know, by how often they were. Yeah, I remember you saying people were just nervously laughing between songs because they didn't know what the hell they were watching. <laughs> yeah. And Biohazard, yep. man, I was a fan back in the day. You know, sloppy, was it metal from the Bronx or wherever they're from? Wrong side of the tracks, Urban Discipline. Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brooklyn, that's yeah, right. They, yeah. Yeah, that, that was probably the most popular band in our high school. Really? When, okay. Yeah. Toward, I mean, towards their senior year. Yeah. They actually came to our high school. Um, oh. Really? To do a radio, we had a radio station. They came. <laughs> those, those guys were rough. I bet, dude. <laughs> but they're 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 great. I mean, they talk the talk and walk the walk. Fifteen times or so. Yeah. And then you know, then the singer became an actor and. Right. Yeah, uh, I think the drummer's a real estate guy now. But. Okay. Yeah, they, they were okay. Unfortunately, their stuff doesn't stand up the test of time. Like if I listen to it now, I'm just like, yeah, that was that was the mid '90s. That was happening. Uh, yeah, early '90s, yep. yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. But like bands like, you know, for me, if we're talking New York hardcore, Prong, Helmet, like those, those were the dudes. Um, oh, yeah. I couldn't get enough of that. And Tommy Victor, Prong, yeah. still a fan. I think he's one of the greats. And uh, the trio that did uh, Cleansing, uh, for me, yep. was probably one of the best, Ed, best ever. Ed Parsons, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Paul Raven, I guess, on bass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh, good. Yeah, was he in the band? He was a different bass player at that point, wasn't he? Or, he was in yeah, Killing Joke. I think Joke. he was in the band at that point. Was he? Okay. Yeah. He yeah. was in Killing Joke and Prong. Yeah. And Ministry, too, for a yeah, while. Because when, when they played at the Mad Monk, Paul Raven was playing bass. Okay. 
I didn't know he was in ministry. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I saw ministry. I only got to see them once back in the day. Uh, I want to say it was Lollapalooza 2. Oh, yeah. So it was right around yep. uh, Psalm 69. Yep. Ooh, oh. man. Uh, wow. That was amazing. But the bad thing was it was daytime, I think, when they went on. So didn't really quite have the mystique. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But I remember they yep. had, like, uh, some sort of animal carcasses or um, – uh, <laughs> like uh, spinal remains or something as their uh, mic stands. And uh, yeah, it's it pretty brutal. Yeah. And that was like right after Soundgarden Pearl Jam ministry. <laughs> kind of a weird, oh, kind of a weird combo. And yeah. then yeah. Chili Peppers. Yeah, we, I, I think uh, both Zach and I just being a little bit older than you, when that, that stuff was, was hitting the, uh, you know, the big time, we, we started getting more and more into jazz uh, in my okay. opinion, anyway, at my recollection, so there's a lot of years that missed a lot of the really good rock and metal. Okay. Um, but you know, benefited because I was getting more and more into jazz, which ended up being you know what we both play primarily. Yeah. For sure. I say pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, um, you know, I think depending on the kind of gigs that you do, there's there's a certain mindset and attitude that you have to have playing jazz when you go into it, even if it is in a, in a restaurant, um, still, you know, give a hundred percent for sure. Um, I hate the, the term background jazz oh. or background music. That's, you know, total I know. disservice to what you're playing. I know. Insulting. Not, yeah. I know some musicians that approach it that way and it's, it's really, uh, not fun to play with those musicians, <laughs> but, right. um, but the ones that, you know, put everything into it, it's, it's definitely, Sure. Yeah, I hear you on that. And uh, yeah. for the for the listeners, uh, Andy and I, uh, well, Andy's been a part of the the jazz brunch at Canyons for I don't know centuries, and uh, <laughs> I, I, and I was on that gig with him for a couple of years, which is great. I learned a lot from just playing with Andy. And uh, can you tell me? Uh, I know it was under new ownership. Was are, are you still on that gig? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've been shut down for the um, you know the. Quarantine, but of course. Um, we're supposed to start start back June seventh. Oh, awesome! It, yeah, it's been uh, you know it's been a great gig. Just the um, you know I mean I love to play and and get paid to do it. Uh, but mm. you know it's kind of like that's my church on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is to go over there and play with Todd and uh, Mike Willis is the drummer that's been really consistent for the last several years. And oh, good. And he's a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, it's a really hard gig for a drummer, right, John? It is, man. <laughs> well, it's hard because you got to play uh, below uh, a whisper, you know, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And, and still keep uh, your yeah. intensity, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, just for some context, there isn't a, a bass player on it, so um, I'm playing in the low register and, you know, I have an octave pedal and I, I loop stuff while I'm soloing, but um, the drummer has to, you know, basically play with the loop, um, which requires a lot of discipline. Yeah, that that was a learning curve for me in the early days. Well, I remember when I started playing with you guys, you just burned tempos a lot, like right when I started playing with you guys. <laughs> and, and and so, you know, when I'm trying to follow this, you know, lightning fast walking bass line, you know, on a loop that I could barely hear coming out of the amp over there, you know. Uh, yeah, that, you great. that was like walking a tightrope, man. Was, oh, my God. Uh, and yeah, then I remember yeah. as farther, farther along I got to play with you guys, you kind of relaxed and, you know. Did more mid tempo stuff, and I think you were just breaking me in. Was that was that uh, uh, yeah. was that a conscious uh, decision? Yeah, well, it's 
you know, did Todd's gig, Todd Wright, and he, he loves to, um, he loves to blaze, you know, mm-hmm. uh, saxophone, <laughs> let me clarify that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, then, you know, he, he, but I love, love him too. I mean, I love playing fast tempo. And, yeah. Um, for that gig, you know, the one thing about that, that I really like about that is like, we still play jazz, you know, we don't, we don't play, you know, Brown Eyed Girl. Right. You know, we got a couple like more poppy stuff we could play, but, you know, I think it's really important to just play jazz, you know, when you're, when that's what, you know, you do best. Um, yeah. So we do a pretty wide variety of, uh, of jazz, you know, from all eras. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun gig, and I learned so much just doing it. I think I was on it for about two years, and uh, I moved down here, and I, I made the journey for almost a, man, it was almost a year driving up in there every Sunday. But oh, man. that's just too too much. <laughs> for, for yeah, 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 Nick yeah. Cope did that for a while too, right? He was driving. He did. National. He did. Yeah, yeah. I, I came in right after him. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was talking to Andy about some one uh, potential point of conversation would um, would be like just talking about the uh, former Boone musicians that live in Asheville now. Yeah, that's an army of people, right? It is, yeah. and you know, it is, yeah. I'm assuming you could you can include yourself in that. Yep, Boone. Um, yep. Yep. It's me. Yeah, um, you're from Nashville, there, right? You, I'm from Asheville. From, yeah, I grew up here. Yeah, so you're coming home. That's coming right. Home. Just roll back down yeah. the mountain. Yeah, it's a good yeah. place to come to. <laughs> it's a good yeah, place there's, to come um, to. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of musicians move from Boone to Asheville and they graduate and they, you know, might stay here for a couple of years after that. But you know, the, it's apples and oranges for sure. Asheville is like I don't know how many, you know, tens of thousands more people so it's just really odd to me when people compare the two towns yeah i think we're two hundred and fifty thousand in the metro area yeah, we got like twenty thousand people in boone yeah <laughs> so, yeah uh well twenty thousand uh residents and then there's almost twenty thousand oh students, so. yeah pretty much half students yeah. yeah but um but anyway yeah that's why i mean i love playing around here but i love coming to Asheville and playing with these musicians over there and just different crowds and different venues and always uh, welcome any reason to come to Asheville. Yeah. So the, the Page Brothers uh, listeners, if you haven't seen them yet, um, you're probably not paying attention because uh, they, they got around a lot. And you guys played some great shows, especially in West Asheville. Uh, seen, seen you guys play ISIS several times. It's always a treat. Uh, I especially like the West Montgomery show you did out there a couple years ago. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Michael Libermento, yeah. Yeah, Michael Kills. So great. Yeah, on anything he plays. I know, <laughs> totally unfair. I don't know yeah. how he can do it, but he's one of those guys. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we kind of um, we kind of used the, the Page Brothers, which um, that name anyway, for the jazz gigs that Zach and I do together. Yeah. Um, with various revolving musicians, or mainly straighthead stuff, but you know a lot of the gypsy jazz um, groups as well. That's right. Uh, but neither That's one right. of us is like a, you know, social media uh, hustler. <laughs> um, so we never know it, hustlers right? As far as like kind of lineup gigs. But uh, that's one thing that, you know, I definitely need to improve upon a little bit, especially leading into this post-COVID era. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that uh, the Jazz Brunch will resume. Um, it's good to hear about something resuming uh, and people yeah. actually gigging because, man, I don't know about you guys, but it's it's kind of getting traumatic. Like, um, uh, I'm a, you know, big Gojira fan, and they 
let uh, their fans watch this live from Red Rocks movie concert film. They put oh, up yeah. on. Did you see that? They put it up for one day on their website. I heard about it. And I watched it on the big screen here, full on, you know, headphones. And it made me kind of emotional because, you know, here they are just killing this huge audience, man. And it just got me thinking, like, this is not happening now anywhere. And we don't know when it's going to happen again, you know. And I just yep. really miss it. Like, it, I know it's only been a few months, but that's all it took, you know. Yep, right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went out and heard um, somebody play Caps on Memorial Day. It was a trumpet professor, um, Jimmy Stokes. And, yeah. And, it, you know, I, as soon as I started listening, it was like I realized, man, I hadn't heard any live music since since uh, St. Patrick's Day, basically. Wow. Uh, a little bit the weekend before that. Really? And, uh, and when you, you know, when you hear someone outside of your normal um, yeah. you know, circle of friends, uh, it, it's definitely very... Uh, very dramatic. Yeah. And yeah. and I think it's going to be whenever, hopefully we can safely open and go to shows again. It's probably going to mm-hmm. be really moving experiences, you know, live performances that norm, were normally just commonplace before this. So uh, I'm interested yeah. to see how that, how that happens and, and what it's like to be on stage again and to perform and how that's going to feel. And if I can even yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last show that my wife and I and our kids went to was um, the Chawa reggae Sundays at Highland. Yeah, man. And, uh, they had already started with the, uh, you know, regulating the amount of people in there. Yeah. That's just such a fun thing to do on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, you'll hear those guys and yeah, especially um, when it's outside. That's nice. Yeah. Well, this, this, this one happened to be inside Yeah. and, and they were, you know, they're regulating people that way. But, um, mm. it was, uh, we keep talking about, it. I was like, man, that was, that was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, that was it. That was, that was it. Well, yeah, hopefully they'll have that some shows like in the meadow soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was the last time I played a gig was that weekend. I played at a wedding out in uh, Tennessee, East Tennessee. And uh, mm-hmm. you could tell there was like 100 guests, and you could tell they knew that this was probably the last big blowout they were going to have for a while. And, boy, they made the most of it. It was <laughs> it was pretty emotional, actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Yeah. yeah. And, last gig I did was at a uh, – the music series at this country club in Charlotte and the day of the show, half the people canceled because they were nervous about, yeah. you know, understandably. Yeah. Um, but it was cool that the guy still, you know, he didn't cancel the concert. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm glad yeah, I was, um, the weekend before that, you know, the, the big shutdown happened was I went to the rock and roll hall of fame in Cleveland. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. With, uh, with Amy, my wife and, um, and, uh, hotel we were staying in biden was supposed to speak um and bernie sanders within like eyesight of where we were oh, yeah. in our hotel room you know and and we were all excited about it and uh and then they canceled it you know we had the news on and like they just canceled it and you see that like the bus driving away <laughs> but um but it was you know it was strange to, to be in that rock and roll hall of fame and then get on the road to come back to boone and then everything was There's nothing you know yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, you took a lot of great pictures there and then shared them. It's, it's mind-boggling what's in that building. There's yeah. So many just rock and roll relics. All right. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Well, I've taken an hour of your time. I really appreciate it. That was a fun talk. Um, yeah. I think you're the first guest I've had that we haven't really just listened to music. We just shot the breeze, and that was fun. Uh, Definitely. Thanks for thanks for having us. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Can't wait to see you in the flesh sometime soon. Yeah. All right. Peace. Big thanks to the Page Brothers for joining me today. 
please check them out next time they're on stage. And until next time, y'all take care now. Virtual live streaming online music lessons are here. Need to brush up on your guitar skills? Improve your singing voice? Remember how to play that old dusty piano in the corner? Well, Asheville Music School has got you covered. They teach students of all ages, yes, adults too, and skill levels, and any style of music you're into. Visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org to inquire and learn about dozens of great music teachers. Asheville Music School is a nonprofit organization strengthening Western North Carolina communities through music education and outreach. Once again, visit AshevilleMusicSchool.org for all your music learning needs.